Welcome to track number 11 of Building a Multiple Mega Church. We want to look at shepherdorial classes. Classes of shepherds. You know, when you have students, you always have them in classes or grades or stages. No, classes, I would say. So, shepherds are also in classes, classes of shepherds. Amen. And um, we want to look at different classes of shepherds. And so I want you to just quickly, before we get into the 10th key, this is just by the side. Just look at these classes and fit yourself in. Amen. Amen. And as pastors, I want you to grade every, excuse me, I want you to grade every shepherd. Amen into these classes that this person is a class one shepherd class two class three class four class five whatever the number of classes you grade the person into that kind of shepherd amen, amen. all right so we are looking at classes of shepherds how many know that there's good and there's bad you know somebody can do a job and do it well they're both doing the job one is doing it better isn't it so how many want to do the best? Uh, how many want to be in the best class? Hallelujah. So we are looking at shepherdorial classes. Amen? Amen? Now, and from each class, you are expected to grow into the next class. Okay? So we have six classes. Number one, a shepherd who is incapable of his job all right you have a job you are a shepherd but you are not able to do the job or you don't even know what to do amen what are some of the reasons why there are shepherds who are not capable of doing their jobs as good shepherds mr appear who is mr are you not mr appear yes sir why is it that sometimes people are not able to do their jobs? Um, they are not capable. That's an Okwenu will say. General. They are not capable. Huh? They are what? They are young Christians. Ignoramus. Do you think so? What do you think? They are not available. Okay. What, so, do you think if somebody comes to this camp, he should be able to go home and be a shepherd? Huh? He will still not be able to be a shepherd. Why, why is it that some people are not capable? Lack of what? I ignorance, number one. Ignorance. They just don't know what to do. Some people don't know what to do. Technical know-how. Isn't it? 
they are incapable because they lack knowledge amen isn't it sometimes people say oh be a shepherd do this but they just don't know what to do isn't it and, and so pastors as you go back meet with your shepherds and tell them what to some of these things they look almost so obvious now, obviously this is what but you have to say it amen don't think it say it when you say it it establishes it amen if you are ministry shepherd talk to your fellowship shepherds hallelujah tell them all that we are saying go and say it again i was in london recently i preached and i preached certain things at a meeting and i told the pastors when i was going preach it in church and they preached it all right just preach it what i've, I said, what I've preached just preach it again said, oh, there's nothing new under the sun all that is being preached has been preached before amen so just go over the thing like that and emphasize because when you hear something once it 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 you hear only 11 percent. that's why i keep repeating and repeating and repeating and i'm not in a hurry amen more we say the more the points are sinking into us are the points getting into you yes, yes. so people do not know what to do so we need to educate them so if you are here and you are you realize that you are a shepherd and you are not capable Sometimes because you are ignorant. Now, supposing somebody comes to a camp like this where I am spending a long time teaching. Amen. Amen. What does it mean if you don't still are not capable? Huh? What? Not just in one moment. It's just not knowledge in your head. It has to enter into your spirit. You have to do it. Refusing to implement what is being taught. I mean, it's as simple as that. That is one thing that makes people incapable of working. You have been, you have been told you, do A. So just do A. Amen. And I want to say, you see, for all of us, I am on my pastors. Pastors must be on the ministry shepherds. Ministry shepherds must be on the fellowship shepherds. Amen. You must remove stagnating leaders. You must remove leaders who are causing stagnation. Leaders non Write it down. Remove non-performing leaders. Remove them. Because if you keep a non-performing shepherd around for some time, Within a while, you will find out that this non-performing shepherd is causing a generalized non-performance. Everybody will become like that person. And, and, and many times, it just refuses to implement. You have told the person, visit your members. It is as simple as that. Number two, you have said, pray. How is it, how to be a shepherd? Is it not P, V, C? What is P? What is V? What is C? Counseling. So you pray, you visit, you counsel them. That is how to be a shepherd. So visit, you pray, you counsel. And if you don't do it, you'll find out that the work is simply not going on as it ought to go on. I've come to, I, sometimes I just watch the people, I realize that, look, the pastors who do what I say, they seem to go forward. The pastors who don't do what I say, they seem to stay at the same place. It's so simple. You give instruction, they do. They go forward. You give instruction, they don't do. They don't go forward. I mean, how simple can it be? 
You went to school, they taught you physics. This, 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 dy, dx over this is equal to y over c minus 2 plus b. When you go to exam, write it. The same thing that you had. Dy, dx is equal to y minus 2 plus b over c. Write it down. And you are going to, going to pass. When you don't implement it, you don't apply it. So pastors, shepherds, shepherds must be on fellowship shepherds. Look, fellowship, ministry shepherds, the reason why some of your ministries are not working is because you don't have good fellowship shepherds. Fellowship shepherds who don't visit. Fellowship shepherds who don't pray. And maybe you yourself don't pray. That's why your fellowship shepherds also don't pray. <laughs> How many know that as the priests are, so are the people? Amen. So, if people are not capable of doing their work, often because they don't know, ignorant, number two, they do not implement what they have been taught. And number three, what else? Lack of what? Lack of sense of responsibility. Why else do people not do well as shepherds? What do you think? They don't love the work. Amen. That is also possible. Sometimes the person does not love the work. We are talking about non-performing shepherds. They don't see themselves as shepherds. Write that down. It's true. You don't see yourself as a shepherd. It's just a post that is in the church. And it's like you want to get a beloved and be able to tell her that you are a shepherd. They do not love the work. They do not see themselves as shepherds. That is why in this class, one type of shepherd, he is non-performing. Amen. Because he does not love the work. And then what other reason is there that shepherds don't do well? They do not, yes? They do not have a strong supervisor over them who is ensuring that they do the work. That is why people don't do the work sometimes what they are supposed to do. Because you don't have a strong supervisor supervising them. Hallelujah. They don't have a strong supervisor. And I tell you, if you're a pastor, people need, people are some way. Have I taught you, how many, how many things did I tell you? Why is it difficult to carry the burden? Huh? 17. Different reasons why it is difficult to carry the burden of leadership. Do you remember? Huh? People are what? People are ungrateful. Number two, they are what? Forgetful. Number three, they are what? Wicked. Number four? Disrespectful. Number five? They are abandoned. Number six? Disobedient. Seven? Impudent. Eight? Equalizers. Nine? Members and complainers. Ten? Repay good for evil. Eleven? Rebellious 12. Huh? Sinful 13. Disloyal 14. They don't understand 15. They do not respond 16. What? They have a lot of problems. 17. <laughs> that is it. That is 17. They, those things make people. And shepherds also behave like that. Shepherds, they also behave like that. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you need to be on them with a strong hand. Otherwise, the shepherds will disobey you. Amen. Pastors, when you go, be wild on the shepherds. As the shepherds are, so are the people. Ministry shepherds, be wild on your fellowship shepherds. Supervise them so that they do what they are supposed to do. 
Amen. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. Very good. The next one is what? Why do people not do what they are? Why are people non-performing? Huh? They live in sin. That is another reason why. So remove them. I am saying sack. Let us sack shepherds who are not shepherds. Let us remove shepherds who are not really shepherds so that you will not disgrace the name of the shepherd. Amen. What other reason do people not do what they are supposed to do? They don't have a burden. They don't have a burden. They're just having the name, shepherd. Hallelujah. Write it down. They don't have a burden. They couldn't care two hoots whether you go to heaven or hell. They couldn't give two hoots. Hoot hoot. They couldn't give two. <laughs> whether you go to heaven or hell, if they are that case. Hallelujah. Amen. So these are so a class one shepherd is a non-performing shepherd. Amen. Write it down. Class one, non-performing, incapable. If I say incapable, it's not a very good word. I should say non-performing. Sometimes they are capable, but they are not performing. Amen. Then if a shepherd moves up, he moves to class two. Amen. And class two shepherd is a performing shepherd. Performing capable shepherd. Hallelujah. He is performing. He is doing well. He is doing his best. Amen. Can I have a witness for the Lord? Yes. Is there any witness here tonight? Yes. Wonderful. So, a class 2 shepherd is a, a performing shepherd. He's doing well. And how many shepherds here will say that you are class 2 shepherds? You are doing well as a shepherd. How many are in class 1? So, which class are you in? You are waiting for the other classes. Ah, those classes are higher, higher, and higher. Most of you are either in class one or class two. How many will say you are in class two? You are a performing, capable shepherd. Doing what you are supposed to. Your right hand, please. How many will say you are in class one? Non-performing. Then which class are you in? Huh? Please, did you raise your hand? Which, which class are you in? Class 2. Young man, what class are you in? Class 1. How many say you are in class 1? Are you performing? Are you doing... Oh, please respond. Are you doing... So are you in class 2? You don't trust me. Do you, do you think that there is some trick in the question? Huh? There's no, I promise you, there's no trick. So far, are you a performing shepherd? You think you're a performing, capable shepherd? You're trying. Amen. The third class, class three. Hallelujah. Let's pass that to somewhere. The third class is... When you give others what you have. Where you give others what you have. Amen. You see, 
when you are a shepherd and you are doing well at a point you will begin to share with others amen what you are doing if you are a shepherd and you can call another shepherd and tell the person look this is your people there do this and this and that and it will work then you have moved to a higher class amen if you are a person you can share with another person look i've had this problem before do like this you will see a difference you have moved higher have you seen that the class three is higher than the class two seriously higher than class two class one you cannot do and you are not doing and you are not performing and we are saying that we are going to remove non-performing leaders because non-performing leaders are going to cause stagnation and are going to affect the others a little living living at the whole lamp that is what the bible says amen, amen. class two is where you are a performing shepherd you are doing well and class three is you are helping others to do well amen you are helping others you are sharing with that how many will say that you are in class three stand up why do you say you are in class three why do you say you are in class three you, you show your fellow shepherds which ministry are you in children's ministry wonderful so you are sharing with other shepherds you see you cannot begin to share with other shepherds until you are succeeding because when you start to talk that's why sometimes i wonder why when people want to teach in bible schools and they themselves have not succeeded in the ministry what are you going to teach is it not theories theories of and that's why the theories there there are more more theories theories there are more bible says to the making of books there's no end so as for theories about so many things everything there are theories so before you teach something you must have experienced it and succeeded then you tell the people that this is what to do i was there i did this and this is what happened much of what i'm saying i'm telling you from experience and not from what i've read somewhere what i've read somewhere has helped me to see that what i'm experiencing is similar to what everybody else is experiencing but i've experienced it live amen are you understanding what i'm saying class four how many classes do you have class three you become a class four shepherd when you develop so much that you are able to move to a higher job amen if let's say you are a fellowship shepherd and you you do so well you get to the point where you are even sharing with other fellowship shepherds how to deal with their sheep and then you grow you see we want you to grow into all the classes you grow to the point where you are able to move from a fellowship shepherd to a ministry shepherd or from a ministry shepherd to a pastor amen then you are growing into class four at least at that level of class four amen hallelujah and you must you must move up hallelujah you must be able to move up and keep moving up and keep moving up and keep moving up and that brings you into class four where you are so good that you are moved or you have to be moved higher from where you are succeeding and how many know that you need to keep moving higher how many of you have got the ambition to move higher in the things of god i'm strong do you want to be higher than uh, are you a ministry shepherd in a way do you want to move higher 
Really? How high? As high as possible. Do you want to be a pastor? Yes, you must want to be. How many want to be pastors? Here, lift up your right hand, please. You want to be a pastor? Look around and see all the pastors. Would it be wonderful if one day we are meeting and these are all pastors? It shall come to pass. Can I be a pastor? Ask some of the people who are pastors. Did you think you would be a pastor? Kingsley, did you think you'd be a pastor? Tell us. In fact, I, I didn't have it in my plan at all. <laughs> and you became a pastor? Yes. Mina, did you think you'd be a pastor? Are you sure? Do you think you'd be a pastor? Not initially, but... As time went on. I thought Louisa, did you imagine when you came to Form 1? I said, Form 1. First year, you told you you'd be a pastor? No. If you were a mystery shepherd, did you think you'd be a pastor? No. <laughs> Did you think you'd be a pastor, Mercy? No. This was our first, one of our first lady pastors. She didn't think she'd be a pastor. You see, you, you, as you sit here, you don't that you are going to be a pastor. If you raise up your hand today, the Lord has caught your hand. He has seen your hand. He <laughs> has identified your fingers, I tell you. He has taken your thumbprints. Now let me ask you, what is wrong if we are all pastors? Uh, there will there not be many more shepherds? It's what happened in Korea, not happening here. You know, Yogicho, when he meets with his cell leaders, he has to meet with them at the Olympic Stadium. His cell leaders, the cell leaders, the fellowship, the ministry shepherds, 150,000 of them. You see, the members are 700,000. Okay, so the shepherds, uh, 150,000. So when he wants to meet all the cell leaders together, he has to hire the Olympic Stadium to put them there. 150,000 shepherds. We are talking about ministry. If even in Ghana we can gather 150,000 for a crusade, we will be happy. Huh? Where will we gather the 150,000? Look, if the government does not build a stadium, we may have to build the first proper stadium in the nation. The government is not going to build a proper stadium. We may have to build a stadium in in Accra for real meetings. Do you believe it's possible? Because look at us shepherds. We can't even fit here. We are struggling to be here on three people in the city. How many are feeling uncomfortable? Yes. Even though you are uncomfortable, we are still going on. (laughs) You know, the longer you stay under the word, the anointing is entering into you, I tell you. The anointing is entering into you. Amen. So, you need, hallelujah, to move, to get to the point where you do so well. And I'll tell you, anytime you do well, God always promotes you. Just do well where you are. God will lift you up. When the Lord gave me the gift or the ability and the anointing to teach, and I did my best with it up to a point, and the Lord gave me the gift and ability to be a pastor. Amen. If you are faithful with something, after a while, you do so well with that, you will move to another job. It may be in the same area, it may be a greater job. As a pastor, I did well as a pastor of our own little church at Kolebu. Did I not do my best? And the Lord has given me other churches 
to oversee. So now I'm where we are, where we are sitting here, we have 40 churches over which I over which I oversee. So you do well at the job so much so that you move to class four. So in every realm, you can keep moving higher. And I want you to see yourself moving higher. Don't be satisfied with being the drama in the church. Do so well as a drama that you have to be made a shepherd. Do so well as a shepherd, ministry fellowship shepherd, that you have to be made a ministry shepherd. Do so well as a ministry shepherd that you have to be made a pastor. Do so well as a pastor that you have to become a bishop. Do so well that you have to be full-time. Because unless you do well, you can't be full-time. Not everybody is called to be full-time. One of the conditions for coming full-time is you have to do well as a lay pastor, as a lay worker. You are work, you are ministry shepherd, your ministry has not been able to grow more than five members, and you want to be full-time. What are you going to do when you come full-time? Pastor, what will you do when you come full-time? You, you think that you have more time, but it will amount to the same thing. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, we must move higher. How many are deciding to move higher? Say higher and higher. Higher and higher. Amen. Amen. So, which class are you in? Huh? How many are in class four? How many are in class four? Class five. Class five is when you grow to the point where you become a trainer, a trainer of other people, where you are now training people. You are, you are not just sharing with them what you've learned, but now you are actually intentionally training them. For instance, if you sing, a time comes where you teach people how to sing. When you begin to conduct the choir, and you could teach somebody how to conduct the choir. You see, you can be a good conductor, but if you can now teach people how to conduct, can you see that you've moved higher? I've seen a lot of people who do well at what they do, but they are not able to move to a point where now they are training people to do what they do. And it's a far higher class of whatever, if you are even a, a musician. You see, if you do something well, get to the point where you train others how to do what you are doing. You say, I'm here, I'm a pastor. Am I not training you and telling you what to do? To do what I can do, what I have practiced myself. I'm training you to be shepherds. That is higher than just doing well. There are many people who just do well. Somebody like Catherine Kuma, she did well. But she didn't really train anybody in that sense. Somebody like God in Lise, he did well. And then he set up, or Kenneth Hagin, he did well as a prophet. He did well as a teacher. Then he set up a Bible school to train people how to also do well in the ministry. That is greater than just doing well yourself. And as a church, we may be doing well, but a time has come, and a time has come where we also have to get to the point where we begin to train people as a church to do well in the ministry, even outsiders. Do you know that we have a lot of keys in the church? Do you know that if we were able to share some of these keys with people who have doors, some doors could be opening? Yes. How many believe that with all your heart? That we have keys. Do you know that we have some keys here? Wonderful. So let us get to the point where we move higher. Amen. Say higher and higher. Higher and higher. So get to the point where you are good. Okay? 
Bidia, you are good at singing, but you have to train others how to sing. Get to the point where you understand why you are able to sing well. Then get to the point where you train others how to sing as you sing. Amen. Amen. Pastor Johnny, you conduct the crowd. Does Pastor Johnny conduct the... Sometimes when people come to church and they are watching, they just watch Pastor Johnny's conducting. Has this happened to you before? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 My mother enjoys watching him conduct. They just think of the conductor, the conductor. It's very nice. But how can you train somebody now to be a conductor? To do what you are doing and not to be afraid. You know, most of the time people are afraid to show people how they do what they do. Because it's like they will be just like you. Don't be afraid. When you give, God gives you more. That's what I've come to see. If you give the secret that you have, God will give you ten more secrets. These things that I've given you, God is giving me more peace out. God will give you more padlocks and keys. Combination locks. God will give you secrets. Hallelujah. So get to the point where you are good, but now you are showing others. Pastors who are in your other churches say, get to the point where you are influencing other pastors and training them. Call them, train them. You see, pastors, you must get to the point where you are training your shepherds. And shepherds, ministry shepherds, you must call your fellowship shepherds like Hens, her hen, mother hen will gather all her chicks together and train them. Tell them, I'm showing you 17 reasons why. Why what? There are so many reasons. In fact, you must have so many. Reality, I've got a lot of reasons and keys and principles and steps. More. If you apply them, you will see that you are moving to class four. Amen. Every area you can get to class four. Class 5. We are in class 5. Class 6 is when you grow, amen, to the point that you are capable of doing any job at all. Any job. Amen. Any job. Praise the Lord. Any job. That is brought your way. Some of you, you can be ministry shepherds, but you can't be pastors. Some of you can be pastors, but you can't be drummers as well. It's a gift to be able to be a pastor, at the same time to be able to be an organist, at the same time able to be a teacher, at the same time able to be a father, at the same time able to be an evangelist, where you can evangelize, you can pastor, you can teach, you can minister miracles, you can train, you can do whatever. I mean, you are capable of all the jobs that are possible. And you must get to the point, let me tell you, where you are capable of different, different, different jobs. Because in the ministry, the ministry is not one way. The ministry is multifaceted. The ministry is very diverse. When I went to Geneva, I remember starting the church there, I had to teach them how to set up the drums. Amen. I had to teach them how to play the drums. I had to teach my little sister how to listen to 
You know, when you play, you know how to play classical music. It's difficult to get here with the ear. So I had to teach her how to hear it and play by flowing. So I had to teach her, then I had to teach her, then the bass guitar too. In a way, I also had to teach that one. Because that one too, if you force me, I can play it. If you force me, I can play the bass guitar. Oh, I'm serious. I had to teach all of them. Then I had to teach them how to arrange chairs. How many know you can fill a room? This room that we have filled, you can fill this room with 40 people. You can have a very powerful service here with 40 people. If you give me this room and 40 chairs, I just need about 50 chairs. I know 40 people are coming. 40, 50 chairs. I know you, you, when you come, you'll be sorry. I can say the church was full. Many times I've gone to the other churches that were starting and I've told them, look, this is not how to arrange chairs. Recently when we had the takeoff at Legon, I came to the program and I came late. So when I, when I didn't come late day to do anything, but I, when I came there, I arranged the place. Ah, a large hall, you see, a large hall, they had packed the chairs like this. One, two, three, four, packed two, and then the people had come and they had ushered them and filled the one, two, three. So when I came for the program, I said, ah, the whole hall was empty and they had just filled the one, two, three, four rows, packing. I said, no, 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 you need a key. <laughs> How to arrange the chairs so that you can have, because if the room looks empty, there will be a spirit of discouragement which will enter and remain and abide for the whole program. You will never have a breakthrough. Nobody will be saved. So afterwards, I had to show them, arrange the chairs. Leg on people, am I right or wrong? You must know how to usher people as well. I've ushered. You see, that is why sometimes when I look at people who are, you know, maybe shepherds or whatever, they they don't want to learn anything new. It surprises me. You, You must know how to fix this equipment. If you're a shepherd, you must know how to, you must be interested. Some people don't, it's like, oh, this is not my area. You must be interested. How is the thing fixed? One time, my uh, sister was saying, and this, I think it's even a, a pastor or so now. Yeah, you know, uh, we have a microphone. So the microphone, once you have a microphone, the sound will come. If you have a microphone, just a microphone, what told you sound is going to come? Teresa, what do you need for sound to come? You need what? Amplifier and loudspeakers and what else? I control what? We are walking into the sea now. Even she has done well. She knows that you need an amplifier. You, some of you brothers don't know. That you need that. You think you just need a microphone. If you just have a microphone, you will hear the sound. The person thought that well, once we have a microphone, the sound will come. No, you have to have loudspeakers. You must be diverse. Amen. Able. You must learn. Look, you must try to improve yourself. Amen. I, you see, well, I want to be able to, I, I want to be able to preach that nobody will interpret for me into tree. I want to be able to preach. I want to be able to stand and preach in tree. Tree is not my language. I never learned it as a child. I was beyond a certain age before I began to understand the praises. I was grown up, and when you are grown, it's difficult to learn a language. Also, a man is more difficult for a man to learn a language than a woman. Because men are far less loquacious. 
Women are very good at languages because they talk more. If you want to learn a language, you have to talk and you don't have to be shy. Like Rollins, he will say and the people will laugh, but he's saying the thing. He says everything, every language, gun, every tree, fancy. He tries, he tries to explain the thing. Abai and other, he'll be saying the words. And he does his best. Amen. So you must move out, shepherds, and be multifaceted. Hallelujah. So when you are, you are a shepherd who is capable of all areas, then you are really moving to class six. If you are a pastor capable of overseeing, you know, it's not an easy thing to oversee the churches. The churches are not breaking up. Because the churches could break up. The churches could rebel. People, people could fall away. The churches could decrease. The main headquarters could also decrease. Anything at all could happen. So to be able to combine all these things, it's when you are moving into the class where you are able to do all the functions that God expects for you. And let me tell you, if your God is going to use you, he will ask you to do many things at the same time. Abeku, move your hand, move your hand. Amen. How many understand what I'm talking about? That is why Paul wrote to Timothy and said, do the work of an evangelist. There's no, but you have to evangelize. When I officiate a word, I have to evangelize, don't I? Yes. So have, have you heard me evangelizing before? Have you heard me evangelizing before? At the back there, those people at the back. Have you heard me evangelizing before? But am I not a pastor? Yeah. But I have to, I have to operate in diverse ways. And that is if you are a shepherd, you must be, be able to move into all areas. And God will really use you and establish you. Amen. Stand to your feet. Ah, hallelujah. Are you tired? It doesn't matter. The next key is the key of anakazo. If you are going to have more churches, more members, it's anakazo. Amen. How many have heard the word anakazo before? How many have not heard it before? Your right hand in the air. If you've not heard the word anakazo before. Alright. Take your Bible to Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. Uh, those of you who are outside, are you outside because of what? Wonderful. How many know that we are at a camp? How many keys do we have? Six keys. Amen. The six keys what? Anakazo. Amen. Now, let's look at Luke chapter 14, verse um, 23. This is the story of the man who had a great supper. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel. The word compel is the Greek word anakazo. Amen. A-N-A-G-K-A-Z-O. Anakazo. Amen. Anakazo. Alright. We're having anakazo convention. Amen. And compel them to come in. 11 steps to practical anakazo. <laughs> Eleven steps to practical anakazo. 
Amen. 11 steps to practical anakazo. Alright? I'm going to read this story very quickly so that you can get these 11 points. Okay, do you know the 11 points to practical anakazo? You know the 11 steps. Take You know the 11 steps? You were not at Novotel? 11 steps to practical anakazo. Okay, I know. Alright, 11 steps to practical anakazo. And he said unto them, a certain man had, had a great supper and bade many, and he set his servant at supper time to say unto them that were bidden, Come, for now, for all things are ready. Verse 18, And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground. I must lose go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I need to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife, therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord all these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, yet there is room. And the Lord said unto his servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Amen. Underline verse 23 in your Bible. Now, 11 steps to practical how many believe that anakazo write this down a man without anakazo will have an empty house a shepherd without anakazo will have an will have an empty house you will not have members amen write it down without anakazo you will have an empty meeting hallelujah I said, hallelujah. Amen. A man without a shepherd without an akazo has an empty house. Praise the Lord Jesus. Right. First practical step to an akazo. An anakazo man does not keep to himself. How many here are men of anakazo? Only four people. Uh, number one, an akazo man does not keep to himself. If you are a man of anakazo, you are, you are going to make a party to invite people. Amen. You don't just keep to yourself. You come to the church. Some of you shepherds, you wonder why you don't have members. Because you are so quiet, you keep to yourself. Instead of talking to people. Oh, how, how, what's your name? There are people that I ask. How many have seen me asking you your name before? How many people have asked you your name before? Your right hand. Stand to your feet if I've asked you your name before. Please. I have asked you your name. Look at that. Do you know that it takes an effort to ask somebody his, his name? How many have I asked you your name more than once? Thank you. So, an accusing man does not keep to himself. He asks people, please, what's your name? I'd like to be your friend. If you are really a shepherd and you come to the church on Sunday, look, I was at a certain church, one of the fastest growing charismatic churches. Amen. I went to visit this church in a certain town in Ghana. It was, uh, I think, Wednesday evening or something like that. I went for the service, and after I sat at the back, and I was going. I tell you, from the back chair, the back bench, I started to move out. This man stopped me. I was stopped by about six people who said, Oh, hello, please. Because I'm fair and tall, like when I was in school, I'm always noticeable. When I was running away from classes, they always caught me. So I was very noticeable. But about six people stopped me. Please, what's your name? How are you? Will you be here on Sunday? Oh, please come. I had to explain to six different people from the back bench, just from about here to here, to come out why I will not be able to be around on Sunday. And my name. And even some even asked me, what church do I go to? 
And they even asked me, what is the name of the pastor? I said, I go to Lighthouse. <laughs> so what is the name of the pastor? I said, Mills. <laughs> and that is probably the largest church in that town. And it's one of the largest churches in Ghana. I don't want to mention the name. Amen. You know the church, don't you? Anakazo, the members are full of Anakazo. Anakazo man does not keep to himself. It's as simple as that. This man had a, he could have kept to himself, but he had a party. Number two, the Anakazo man influences and affects many people. Amen. The man Bible says that he made a supper and bade money. Everybody say bade money. That means he invited many people. Amen. Go and teach your shepherds. Go and teach your people. Teach them an akazo on Sunday morning. You have to invite many people. Otherwise, most when you invite a hundred people, only ten may come. If you invite only ten, nobody will come. That is why we invite people every week. Because you can invite a thousand, and out of the thousand, only two will come. Amen. Can I have an amen, please? Are you tired? Say, I am not tired. Let the roof say, I am strong. Number three is practical steps to Anakazo. He prepares himself and the house. He prepares himself. Amen. For the increase. In the cathedral, in Accra, we have made new pews. Amen. We are preparing for more. Say more. We are preparing for growth. We are expecting to grow. I always have this what do you call it with our architects? I always explain to them the thing we are designing, we need more space. Amen. Amen. I am very much, as for me, I am, the, I am one of the most easy clients to work with and one of the most difficult clients to work with. Because I know exactly what I want. I need more space. That's what I want as a client. Our church, I remember, you know, I, a man of Anakazu is expecting people. Are you expecting? Johnny? Are you? Takra? Are you expecting in Kumasi? Prepare. How many say, say prepare? I'm preparing. Tema, do you know you're going to be one of the greatest churches in, in, that has been in Tema? That have been in Tema. Tema is one of the difficult places, but I tell you, you're going to be one of the largest churches that Tema has seen. Markets on the world somewhere. And you remind me one day, Pastor, you said it. Prepare. Because it's going to come to pass. Amen. I know the time is going to come. When you say lighthouse, when you say convention and so on, or even shepherd's camp, look at where we are now, shepherd's camp. We are not being able to come into the, this place. Well. This is one of the largest rooms in, in the university. Do you understand? This, are not, this is not a church. This is the leaders. These are some shepherds. And even not all the shepherds are here. We are going to have problems. In terms of space. Everybody say we have a big problem. We don't know where to put the increase. Amen. Amen. So third step of a practical anakazo of practical anakazo is what? I'm so is what? Prepare himself in the house. Number four. An anakazo man is not prepared to have an empty meeting. <laughs> when he invited the people and the people were not coming, he was not prepared to have a meeting where people didn't come. 
That's for some shepherds. They are happy with their two souls. Thursday after Thursday, nobody comes and they are happy. And every day, the verse that they quote when they meet is what? Where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is. From today, don't quote that verse at your meeting. I'm banning you. Every day, where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there. That is the scripture that you use for your fellowship, for your ministry, your committee, whatever it is. Where two or three are gathered. And an Akazo man is not prepared. And I'm not prepared to have an empty house. I'm not prepared. That is why if you come to church, you see I am on first service. I motivate them. I tell them first service, we are going to fill this. I tell the first service that second service started like you and they overtook the first service. One day the first service is possible that may catch up with the second service. And I tell the third service people that, look, you third service people are the main people. Have you not heard me telling them before? I have a different message for each service. And I, I, I'm not prepared to have second service which is not full. I'm not prepared to have third service which is not full. I don't want it. I don't accept it. When I go home, look, when I go home, I pray. How I pray on Saturdays. How I pray during the week. I pray the Lord, fill your And a cousin man is not prepared to have an empty meeting. He says, you cannot accept it. It's unacceptable. Is there any Anakazo person here? Yes. Are you with me? Yes. And the next Anakazo, Anakazo man is not prepared to cancel his meeting. I know some people say, people are not going to come, okay, we just cancel the meeting. <laughs> As if they were saying, oh, people didn't come, people are not coming, so we stop. Anakazo man is not prepared. Do you know that this man could have called off the dinner? Edwin, am I right or wrong? Could the man not have called up the dinner? He'd have called to say, oh, Charlie, uh, look, if these people have invited and not come, you know, forget about this dinner. I mean, what the hell? But he said, no, I'm going to have my dinner and people will come. That is the kingdom of God. Jesus told us this story for a reason. I will have my service and people will come. Somebody said, stop the first service. We are not stopping nothing. We will continue. And the service is growing. Uh, first of we said, it's like, hey, this thing, are you sure? Are you sure? 6 a.m., what is that? We are not prepared to cancel. We are carrying on. We are carrying on. Amen. We are carrying on. London, when we started our church in London, huh, you see the, a room like this from here to here. How we arrange the church, because there were only nine members. One, two, three, four. So how do you spread nine from the front to the back? I remember when I was going, I left Pastor Richard. I said, the Lord be with you. I'm going to Ghana. And I left him. And I will call. I was, how, how was service? Okay, we had about 14, including the babies. <laughs> how they struggle. But we are not prepared to close down the church. And a casual man is not prepared to cancel. Hendrik, do you remember? Yes, remember the struggles? Yes, yeah. Hendrik was forced to learn how to play the drums. But an Akazo man is not prepared to stop it. I'm going to stay and it's going to work. Today, London is one of our largest churches in Europe. They have two services. We have started at another church in the north and they're about to start another church in the We are believing God to have ten churches in London. Ten churches. Amen. An Akazo man says, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not closing down. I'm not stopping. The thing is coming on. And it's going to come on. 
How many steps to an practical anakazo do you have? Number six. He is not overcome by people's excuses. <laughs> He's not overcome. Some people, when you give them, and first time, because of my pregnancies, that's, that's why I have not been able to um, be coming for services. My, my spine. My spine is actually the problem. Your spine. Your spine. Pastor, when I smell this type of perfumes, it's actually a difficulty for me. And Akazo, man, this is don't move you. You have heard it, uh, and because of the business and others, other things that I'm having problems in the business. Business, business, well, everybody has problems in business. And Akazo, man, is not moved by excuses. Look, if you are going to be a successful shepherd, people give excuses. It's part of human nature to make excuses. If, I'll tell you that these elections that are coming here, this election that are coming. Whoever loses the election, mark my words, will give us what? Excuses why. They will tell us this happened, that happened, this happened, that happened, whatever. Whoever loses. We are, and is it only Ghana? Nigeria, Kuwait, Indonesia, Sri Lanka, Barbados. Every time they, they say elections were not free and fair. Angola. What have you? Liberia, Sierra Leone, not free and fair. Nigeria, Babangida is there on the excuse that the elections are not fair. And what's the man say? Abiola is in prison. Because he, he did not. We are widely, people feel that Abiola actually won the election. So human beings are natural excuse makers. Number seven. A practical anakazo man, he knows that many excuses are empty. He knows that many excuses are empty. And then the next one, they are very late. He, the, number eight, he knows that many excuses are flat lies. A practical anakazo man, he knows that the thing is a lie. Look, let me ask you something. If a man gets married and he's just recently married and he's invited to a dinner, eh? Armstrong, please come here. Come. You have recently got married, okay? You just had your wedding. Come. And you've been invited to a dinner. Is it? Would you like to go with your wife? Yes, I'd like to go and show off my beautiful wife. You like to go show for a beautiful wife at the dinner? Yes. Or I'd like to go and enjoy with her on a honeymoon. <laughs> but let's say you are in town. They've invited you. Is there any lady here? Sit down, please. Joy, come. You just got married. All right? Stand right here. You just got married. And they are asking, there's a dinner. All right? Would you think that it's an inappropriate function? for you to attend. You just got married recently and so on. No, I think it would be part of the celebration. Would you like to go for such a dinner? Yes. As a woman. How many women would like to go for that dinner? Sit down, please. Why would a woman, Angie, why would a woman like to go for the dinner? Yes. Huh? A, a woman is in what? Listen to Revelations, please. Revelations are coming. A woman is in a festive mood. You would be the festive mood. I'd like to go out. Uh -huh. I'd like to go for a dinner. I'd like to go for parties and things like that. 
wouldn't you? Wouldn't, wouldn't you like, want to go with you? And so everybody sees your husband that this is me, and you, and then when people just wave like that so that they see the ring. Glory. Bless you, sister. Bless you. And a casual man can see through this, see that the excuse is empty. If you buy land, don't tell me nonsense. If you bought land, is it in the evening when we are having dinner? That you are going to analyze the land to see whether the land is good. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Don't tell me nonsense. I don't believe it. If you are a good shepherd and you are an Akasha shepherd, excuses are not going to hold water with you. You know that the thing is not true. I mean, is it a time to go and look at a, a land? Wouldn't you examine the land before you buy it? What nonsense, huh? It's bad business to buy land without examining And you are going to examine the land in the land. Won't a snake bite you? Goodness. And you see a shepherd who comes and says, Oh, people, oh, uh, this brother has a... a, a, a he said he couldn't come because he's actually going to do a this thing. He's going to examine his land in the evening at 10 o'clock. He's going to examine. He's writing exams. Exams? Oh, but he bats. Medical students, I see them sometimes. They say, oh, they come with excuses. I can't come. Now, when I go to the medical students, also, you see them outside, sometimes in the evening around 5, 5 o'clock, chatting. Is there any medical student who will agree with me? You are not a medical student. Yeah. You see them chatting. Yes, you've been there before. Yes. You hear them chatting a lot. Chatting, talking, watching television. These are the people who say they don't have time. They can't. I've been a medical student before. In university, medical students have time. Medical students are some of the people who come from Kolebu. They come from Kolebu to chase girls at Volta Hall. These people who don't have time. My wife, didn't I meet medical students in your room? My wife, when I came to visit you in P20 to follow up, did I not meet medical students in your room? They were nothing to me. They were nothing to you. I know they were nothing to you, but did I not meet a medical student from your room? The first time I met senior medical students were in her room, P20, Volta Hall. They were in the room that they were there, they were sitting there talking. I was also coming to do my follow up. <laughs> These are the people who have no time. In my day, when I was a medical student, there's something they used to call Noguchi Night. Medical students were the people who purchased the most expensive and powerful sound equipment. Medical students used to rent their equipment to Skyhawk. Do you know Skyhawk? There were people, and these are people who complain about time. They would play their music. There was a guy whose room was R43 or 44. And he had the speakers are big like wardrobes. Very, very, very big ones like that. And you have very well sound. And the medical student, you see, I just look at this one and say, these are people who say they don't have time for anything. Wardrobes. 
very, very, very big ones like that. And you have very well said, and the medical student, you see, I just look at these people and say, these are people who say they don't have time for anything. These people, if they catch a thief, they kill, they kill, they've killed a few people at the medical student hostel. Huh? They, they kill a thief behind a room, just around, they, if they catch you because of the sound system that they have, they are very, very wild. <laughs> very, very, very wild. And in the afternoon, they play, sometimes this guy will play his music and the, the thing, the, the world will be vibrating. My room is, his room is this way and my room is upstairs on the other side. And the world will be vibrating. <laughs> and we'll be there in the afternoon. You can't do anything. And then this type of work. There's nothing we can do. Nothing. And we have to be in it. These are the people who don't want disturbance. These are the people who say we don't want to do We are here to learn. When we were, when we were in the school, some of them went as a committee to say we were disturbing them. These are the people who don't want disturbance. Noguchi night, they will have a disco downstairs at the Porter's Lodge. Red light. If you are going to, you have to pass through the disco. Where and the music, there's no way you can stay at the hostel that night if you are a Christian. And the music will be going. And the walls will be shaking. I, I saw it with my I looked at the wall and the wall was moving like that. Wow. Hey, these are the people who don't want disturbance, quietness, they want to learn. And a cousin man knows all these excuses. If a person really wants to do something, he makes a way, he doesn't make an excuse. Write it down. You really want to do something, you make a way, you don't make an excuse. If you don't want to do something, you make an excuse. If you really want to do something, you make a way. Medical students in my time, they were playing hockey, tennis. They were doing all sorts of things. Politics. I, I, have to, I know medical students who were MOOCs president, SRC president, so they didn't finish their medical school because of politics. Those days they were fighting with Rawlings. Yes. Up to today, they never finished their medical school. I can mention his name right now. Medical student. Politics. They say they don't have time. And Nakazu knows that these excuses are lies. You know, sometimes people say, I, I can't give offering. One day, I remember, I, 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 one of our pastors was telling me, he was doing fundraising in the church. And you know, you can begin to see that this person is lying. There was a wife, a wife and a husband, they were in the church. And the wife would say, oh, you know, my husband, oh, my husband is the one he doesn't like. He's not used to this type of giving and all this. Every time, the husband. So one day, the pastor was doing fundraising in the church. And as he was about to close his eyes or whatever, they said, who will give so much to buy instruments for the church? The husband was raising his hand. And the wife pulled down the hand quickly and then held the hand down. So the man was going to give. Then after... I was say, oh, you see, but he doesn't understand all these things. Yeah. You, are, you are the one who doesn't want to give. If you're an accustomed, you know that. Look, people, when they give excuses, many times they are just lying. They are just lying. Amen. How many steps do you have to practical an Akazo? Huh? Eight. Number one is what? Okay, and a casual man makes a way. He doesn't make an excuse. You can make that number nine. You are adding more revelations to the revelation. All right, he makes a way. He does not make an excuse. Number 
10. An Akazo man goes out of his normal circles of life. <laughs> Would you agree with me that this rich man, the people that he normally moves with are not the people in the, in the hedges. <laughs> if somebody lives in the hedge. <laughs> somebody lives in the milk bush. One day, Reverend Saki and I were going for all night and we saw somebody having sex in the bush. I mean, will you agree with me that this is not the person you normally associate with? He, do you, will you agree? Can you imagine that rich man's dinner? Cripples have come with their wheelchairs. People have come without arms. People have come with their crashes. People have come mentally handicapped. All these people have maimed, hurt, blind. Blind people have come. These are the people that are coming to the man's dinner. Can you imagine? Is it normal? But if you are real and a casual man, you go out of the normal circles of your life. You relate with people. Some people are so proud and so big. Oh, you see, in my society, I will not relate with such people. I'm above that society. I'm in a certain level of class of life. You're in what class? Who gave you your class? Some of the political parties are like that. They feel so proud and so big. Who gave you your class? My foot, your class. Did you create yourself? Did you create your color? Did you create your family? Did you give yourself your name? Nonsense. You feel that you are so big. Come down. And a casual man goes down to other areas that maybe you wouldn't have. Oh, there are people that I operate with now and I relate with now. It's my normal circle of life. The people that are working, they are drug addicts today. That is the, uh, the, places, the places that I was going in life before I became a pastor. One of the places that I was always, every weekend I was, Tesano Sports Club, swimming, horse riding. These are the sports and the, these are my pastimes that I grew up naturally. Flying all over the world. That was how I grew up. Normal, my normal circles of life is not Kolegono. In fact, I don't think I ever came to Kolegono once I was a grown up as a child. There are other places, high level society places that I was working in as a child. Oh, and a cousin man, you don't have to say, Me, I'm this or I'm that. Who are you and who made you? And what are you? What has thou that thou didst not receive? Calm down. Bible says, Mind not high things, condescend to men of low estate. And maybe you are a man of low estate, you must be able to relate to men of high estate as well. Otherwise, your church will always be poor. Amen? So that you see people are too young. How can they be too young? Don't you know there's an advantage with young people? Every time Reverend Eastwood comes to our church, he says that, you know, your church has a future and so on because the people are very young. And I didn't understand what he was saying. Then I recently came to another church that he often ministers in around, around the area. And I noticed, I realized that many of the people are much older. And I realized that, oh, really, it's true. Our church, very young congregation. But there's such a great advantage in young people. Young people are bendable. Young people are teachable. Young people are strong. The Bible says the glory of the young man is his strength. Young people are prepared to do what old people cannot do. Young people are prepared to go to any extreme. They have the zeal of the Lord in them. Can't you see many companies if you are over the age of 30? Excuse me, we don't want you. You are an old horse. It's difficult to teach an old dog new tricks. How I many of some of us are old dogs? So there's an advantage in young dogs. Amen. Are you understanding me today? Are you getting the 11 steps of practical anakazo? Now there are 12 steps. Isn't it? All right, so he moves out of it. Turn to somebody, shake the person and say, Come on, move out of your normal circles of life. You shake the person and say, who are you? Who are you? Who's out? Who's out? Who's out? Ah! 
darkness. Maybe you don't speak Dagomba, but move out into the Dagomba realm. Move into the places that normally your life would never have taken. You are girls. Are you not girls? Yes, you would have you know, associated with Teshi and others. Dabala, Nyampala, and all the palace. Number 11. An Akazan man is not satisfied as long as there is still room. Write it down. These are 12 steps to practical anakazo. Hey, notice the man. When he invited the people, some didn't come. After that, he invited more people. And some came, but there was still room. An akazo man is not satisfied until the thing is full. That is a real anakazo shepherd. And I'm not satisfied. You know, I'm not, I will not be satisfied until the cathedral is full, full, full. And when it's full, we maybe have to build another church. How many are ready for another building project? Come on. How many of you said we are going to build a stadium one day? Yes. Ah, I don't want to say a lot of things, but maybe the Lord is just going to bless us. We're going to have to build a stadium. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, building projects are very expensive, and so it's not something I would like to even begin to dream about. But who knows? Because I'm not satisfied as long as there. When I come to first service and there's room, when I come to third service and there's room, when I come to third service, there's room. When I come to second service, there's room at the sides. I'm not happy until I see people standing there, until I see people crowded. The, the video we showed you, those of you who were here at the synod, the people were cleaning at 4 a.m. to come to church, teaching 4 a.m., standing outside. I will not be satisfied and, and, and once there's a small piece. Pastor Edwin, don't be satisfied if there's no small women and matter echo. How can you be happy? How can you be happy? You must be sad. And you must do something about it as long as there is room. Amen? Amen. Are you moving in practical and akazo? The last step to practical and akazo is he moves into the seven components of practical anakazo. <laughs> Amen. He moves into the seven components of anakazo. Amen. Hallelujah. Number one. Number one. The seven components of Anakazo, number one is to necessitate. To necessitate. Number two, to drive. This is the meaning of the word Anakazo. These are the components of Anakazo. When you say you are operating Anakazo, you necessitate people. You make it necessary for them to obey. You drive. Number three, you constrain. To constrain people. Hallelujah. To constrain. Number four, to force. You know sometimes you have to force people. I can show you people who got converted by calling them out. Is there anybody here who was called out? You give your life to Christ. Is there anybody like that here? You. You were called out. Who called you? Huh? A pastor from another church. Thank you. He called you. Is there anybody else who was called? You. Who called you? Pastor T called you. Where did he see you? You were at the canteen and he told you. What did he tell you? You are passing by early morning. And what did he do? He asked whether you were Christian. Can you hear her? Stand up, stand up. They want to nationwide television. He asked whether you were born again. 
see a friend. Then he said, am I born again? Then I, was, I said, born again. I said, I don't know anything. So he witnessed to me. And then he invited me to church. I didn't come. So the next week, a brother in our, a brother in our area invited me. Then I came. Then he said, you, I, I spoke to you. didn't come. <laughs> then I said, yes. Then I gave my life to Christ. Gave your life to Christ. Yes. When did he tell you he spoke to you? Come, come. You come. Yes. When did he tell you? Was it during the altar call? Yes. Uh, during the altar call? Yes. When he was giving, asking people to come? Yes. Feeling reluctant, I was standing there and said, you were supposed to, you come. <laughs> <laughs> Clap for this sister who was born again to Anakazi. You come. You come. You come. Thank you, somebody said, you come. You come. Some people will never be born again until tell you tell them, you come. Come and be born again right now. I command you. Where is Zoro here? Zoro. He's not here. Zoro, I think, is the life I remember right. It was another one. Roman Saki concert. You come and give your life to Christ right now. <laughs> and he gave his life to Christ. There are some people you have to, you have to use the seven components of Anakazo. Hallelujah. Amen. Next one is what? Five. The seven components. Number five. To threaten. Some people need to be threatened. You will die and go to hell. Is it not a threat? Yeah. And it's true too. It's a fact. Amen. Number six, six to persuade. To persuade. Sometimes you are preaching. I remember that recent wedding I was preaching. I preached to them, Hellfire was part one. And then at the end, I began to try to persuade them. I told them, look at me, I'm a young man, I'm preaching to you. Why wouldn't you give your life to Christ? I told them, Lazarus was in he- he- heaven, the rich man too was in heaven. He was now trying to, in hell, he was now trying to organize Lazarus to come. I said, it's not going to be, if you don't listen to me, I'm a young man talking to you. At that point, I began to persuade them. I told them that maybe this is the last opportunity. I told them sometime, I remember sitting at an airport in Amsterdam, the Amsterdam airport, and they were calling for us, and Mr. So-and-so, would you please board the plane? Mr. So-and-so, would you please board the plane? They called his name about seven times. The man did not board the plane. Then suddenly I heard this man's name again. They said, Mr. So-and-so, will you please come to so-and-so desk? The man had been called and called and called, and he didn't respond to what, then he was called to another place. When they call you to come to heaven, and you are not going, they will call you to the other place. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> when they call you, they call you to be saved, and you are not going. They will call you to another side. I was trying to persuade. The last one is entreaties. Entreaties. You know, sometimes you even have to go to people's house and tell them, look, I want you to come with me to church. Sometimes you have to beg. Sometimes I know, I say, look, please give your life to Christ. Sometimes you have to lie down on the floor and say, look, if you are going, you walk over me before you go. I remember at tech, I was trying to get a certain, but I said, look, don't go away. I said, please don't go. If you go, I don't know what's going to happen to you. Sometimes you have to cry. Can you know, do you know how to cry? The ladies, you see, you must use your abilities to cry. It's part of anakazu. Just begin to cry. And the person, why are you crying? You're so, you're so, you're so. <laughs> oh, Hallelujah. How many are going to operate in the 12 steps of practical 
Anakazo, stand to your feet. Let us operate in the things you have taught us. Let us be true shepherds. Let our house be filled, Lord, with human beings that need you, Lord, so much. We pray for everyone here that the spirit of Anakazo will come upon everyone to go forth and to do your will and execute your plan in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated.